I've spent the last few years working for one of the largest shockwave clinics in North America, and I've learned a thing or two about the power and untapped potential of regenerative medicine. But the march towards a future where sickness is healed from its root cause is challenged by the influence of big pharma and their deep pockets. So now we're forced to answer questions like, how do we get rid of joint pain, take back our performance in the bedroom, and heal diseases from the inside out without band-aid medications or negative side effects? This show will give you the answers. Follow along as I interview the world's top experts and doctors and how they transformed their lives and their patients' lives using the newest advances in biotechnology. I'm your host, Austin James Wolf, and you're listening to Modern Biotech Radio. Hey guys, welcome to Modern Biotech Radio. Okay, so today uh, I want to talk about the kind of different levels of proof and what the coronavirus claims that people are saying should actually teach you. So uh, I sort of wanted to give a background of why I wanted to make this episode. And uh, I might base this episode for all the future episodes that I make. So this is a very important episode, which is why I wanted to do it kind of first before everything else I got planned for you. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I've been seeing a lot of claims, um, not only in in you know the media, but the scientific community uh, regarding coronavirus and its origins and possible conspiracy theories. And there was actually a doctor, um, I'm not going to tell you his name, but there was a doctor um, who was using his title to spread uh, his opinion about the coronavirus. He, he made like this two hour long presentation about how he thinks the coronavirus is actually an exosome. And the thing is, this guy is actually followed by a lot of conspiracy theorists. And the video turned out to be a conspiracy theory. Um, just to give you a little background. Uh, there's, uh, he was saying that the coronavirus was an exosome and this is why this is important. Uh, in fact, a lot of people are saying that coronavirus is an exosome. A lot of people are saying that, oh, exosomes cause coronavirus and, uh, but they make this claim without any evidence to back it up besides the fact that they look very similar. Uh, but in reality, they act very, they act very differently, very, very, very differently. Um, well, actually, the main thing that's different between them is the RNA inside of them, but I'll get to that in a minute. So a lot of these people in uh, the media, as well as respected doctors, have been making these claims without any scientific evidence to back it up, and it infuriates me because they're they're wrong. They're literally wrong. There's, there's no like you can be if you say two plus two equals five, you're wrong. There's you can't argue with logic. So. I wanted to make this episode to talk about the importance of logic and the different levels of proof because you can have proof in one thing um, that's it's true to you, but it's not like a scientific law. So uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson actually came out with a master class all about scientific thinking, right? And he was like, okay, there's three types of, of uh, evidence. There's personal evidence, there's uh, political evidence, and then there's scientific evidence, something like that. Uh, and he's like, scientific evidence is the only one that actually matters, right? Uh, as far as logic goes. So uh, I just wanted to make this episode talking about the different types of proof and why logic is important. So the reason why I think logic is important is because that is how humanity progresses forward, right? Uh, logic is is the foundation for science. It's the foundation for health. It's the foundation for anything moving humanity forward. When we didn't have logic, you know what we had? The dark ages. When we didn't have logic, when the world wasn't run by logic, we had the Dark Ages. That was the whole point of the Dark Ages. The church ran everything, and science was sort of pushed down and snuffed out. When you have science snuffed out, humanity doesn't make progress. That's why we were in the dark for so long, because nothing was actually run by logic. So logic is the only way to push humanity forward, uh, because we can push science forward, we can make improvements, we can make advancements, technological advancements, health advancements, uh, medical advancements. 
It's the only way to it's the only way to push humanity forward is to use logic as a foundation. So, what does that actually look like? So, uh, I wanted to sort of break down these are these are just things that I penciled out. What I think uh, the different levels of logic are. Um, when you get into the scientific community and you start studying white papers, uh, it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than what I'm about to show you. But I'm going to show you a real baseline thing that pretty much anyone can understand. Um, so here we go. So I broke it down into five levels. Level one being the least, uh, the least logical, and level five being like the gold standard, right? Uh, so let's go back to level one. Level one. Uh, these are the different types of, sorry, these aren't the different types of logic. These are actually the different types of, of proof, my bad. So these are the different levels of proof. Level one is like a third party, third party story based and it, uh, happened one time, right? So this is someone, uh, either telling the news or telling you that something happened that they experienced. It's an anecdotal story that happened to them or someone that they know, right? It's a story that someone else is telling you and you've only heard this one time. That's a level one, uh, that's a level one level of evidence. It's level one evidence. So uh, as an example, um, let's say that your friend tells you uh, that he saw a crocodile fly, right? Well, he only saw it once, so you're probably not gonna believe him, right? So that, that's level one third-party evidence. As far as um, how that relates to uh, us in our clinic, we own the largest sexual performance clinic in North America uh, as far as treating people with shockwave therapy. So we technically we own the sh largest shockwave therapy uh, clinic for sexual performance in North America, right? So, uh, you know, the claims that we make, we can reverse any guy's ED if he wants it, right? That's our claim. That's our big claim. Uh, and I'll get into a minute of how we're able to make that claim. Uh, but as far as level one goes... Um, for example, let's just say you're listening to this right now and I tell you, Hey, I was able to reverse some dude's erectile dysfunction using acoustic wave therapy. Great. And then that's it. I end it there. Right. I only told it to you one time. There's, I only have one, uh, story. I'm like, Oh yeah, this guy came into our clinic and then we fixed him up. And then, uh, he told us he didn't have ED anymore and that he was having more sex in his life than he's ever thought possible. Right. So that would be a level one evidence because I only told you one case of it and it happened from a third party. So as you're listening to me right now, that would be level one evidence. Now, uh, let's move on. Does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense. Uh, now we're moving on to level two evidence. So uh, level two is it's a third party anecdotal evidence. It's story based usually, but uh, the result has happened many different times from different parties. So let's just say your friend comes to you and says, hey, I saw this crocodile fly and then I went to bed and then the next morning I woke up and then I saw another crocodile fly and then I went to bed and woke up the next morning and saw another crocodile fly. So yeah, he's telling you the same damn thing over and over. But what happens if multiple third parties tell you that? So let's say your friend tells you that he saw a crocodile fly. Uh, then you go into work and your coworker says, hey, man, funniest thing. I woke up this morning and I saw a crocodile fly. You think to yourself, hmm, okay, now more than one person has told me that and they're not connected in any way. Interesting. Um, it's 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 cause to think. It's cause to ponder and cause to look into it even more. If you want to know if crocodiles actually fly or if this crocodile actually flew, you now have two different sources telling you that the crocodile flew, right? So you might want to look into that a little more if that's something you're interested in. I would call that level two uh, evidence because it's still anecdotal. Uh, except this time, multiple different people are telling you it. So there's still grounds to uh, accept it, right? So, uh, for example, let's relate it back to us in our clinic. Let's say I tell you, let's say I tell you, hey, 
Um, we reverse erectile dysfunction using acoustic wave therapy. A dude came into our clinic. Uh, we used the rocket on him. And then he, and then within about six weeks, they didn't have ED anymore, right? And he left. Now, let's just say I tell you that. And then you go, you're interested. So you look up other sources and you see other clinics around the world, wave, other wave clinics uh, around the world saying the same thing. Hey, yeah, we reverse erectile dysfunction. Here's a testimonial from this dude. And then you watch a testimonial of a guy named Mark about, you know, how he couldn't have sex with his wife. And then. Uh, he was able to have sex with his wife about six weeks later, right? So that would that would be level two evidence. It's, it's still third party. It's still anecdotal, but it's happening many different times from different sources. Does that make sense? So again, level one is it's third party anecdotal based. You only hear it once. Level two is it's still third party, but you're hearing it m from multiple different sources. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so that's level one and level two. Okay, moving up to level three. Um, this is a... I guess I would call a first person experience. Um, I'm editing my notes actually as we speak because as I deliver this message to you, I'm finding out more about it myself. So uh, level three, I would call it first person uh, anecdotal based. Um, and it only happened once. So for example, let's say you woke up this morning and you saw a crocodile fly, but it only happened once. So then if you try to tell people that crocodiles, therefore crocodiles can fly, uh, well, it only happened once. So you don't have really good grounds for that, right? Uh, it's going to be very hard to communicate that to other people. But you believe it. It's evidence to you because you actually saw it. You actually experienced it. So technically to you, it is truth. Crocodiles can fly. So I would call that level three, right? Because we're, all, we're talking about um, what you actually should believe. So uh, in my opinion, I think you should believe something that you see a lot more than something someone else sees and told you about, in my opinion. Uh, you can disagree with me on that one, but that's just what I think. So let's go back. Level one is third party. Someone else tells you something once. Level two is third party, but multiple different people are telling you something. So uh, it seems to be happening multiple different times. Level three is you actually saw it happen, but you only saw it happen once. Level four is you saw it happen, and you saw it happen multiple different times over different scenarios. So, uh, let's say for example, you woke up one morning and you saw a crocodile fly. Oh man, that's crazy. Right. But let's say uh, you're like, oh, that must've been a fluke. Not all crocodiles can fly. Um, let's say you go down to the swamp in Florida and you see another crocodile fly. You're like, wow, that's crazy. I don't actually know if crocodiles, I don't know if it's crocodiles or alligators. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that one. So I might be wrong about that one. Uh, but let's just say you go down to another swamp somewhere in mid South, whatever. America and you see another crocodile fly, right? So now you've seen multiple different crocodiles fly. You now have a hypothesis of, okay, cro this crocodiles or at least this type of crocodile can fly, right? That's going to be a much stronger uh, form of evidence. going to be a much uh, stronger form of proof, uh, but not the strongest, right? So let's go back. Uh, is this making sense, guys? Let's relate it to my clinic. Uh, so let's say I, let's say, um, let's say that you use the rocket. Let's say you're a dude and, and your performance isn't as good as it was when you were 18, right? You used to be a 10 out of 10. Now you're like a 9 out of 10, right? Let's say you use the rocket, right? You use the rocket. It uses sound waves to break up microplaque and grow uh, new blood vessels. And uh, it basically improves your erectile function back to like a 10 out of 10 or even 11 out of 10 because it's growing new blood vessels. Uh, it can actually give you harder erections than what you used to be able to have when you were 18. So now you're even better than you, than you were when you were 18 because you used the rocket. Well, let's just say you used it once. 
uh, when you were like 29, you were from like a 9 out of 10, and you're like 11 out of 10. You used it once. Okay, that's like a level 3 evidence because you, you used it. You got a result yourself, and you only got it once, right? But let's say you use the rocket every other year uh, because uh, erectile performance can decline about as easily as plaque grows on your teeth. It's kind of like we kind of call it taking your dick to the gym. Uh, so if you stop bench pressing, it's like bench press for your dick. If you stop bench pressing uh, after a while, you're not going to be able to bench the same amount of weight, right? Your performance is going to go down. So you have to upkeep it, right? It's like working out. So let's say you use the rocket when you're 29 uh, and you up and you upkeep your performance. And let's say you're 34 now. You haven't used the rocket since and your performance has started to decline. You use the rocket again. Uh, you, you go back to your peak performance, but let's say because you're older now, you go into decline much faster. So let's say the next year you didn't use a rocket. You, you start to go from a 10 out of 10 to a nine out of 10 again, uh, you use the rocket and now you're back to like a 12 out of 10, right? So now that's level four evidence. You've seen it happen to you multiple different times, right? Now you can have a hypothesis saying, Hey, if I use the rocket, my sexual performance will increase, right? You can, you can have that hypothesis because it's happened to you many times, right? It's a much stronger base for hypothesis. Okay, so now that we've gone through level one, two, three, and four, I'll quickly recap. So level one is someone else is telling you it once. Level two is multiple different people are telling you it. Uh, level three is you saw it happen or you experienced it once. Level four is you experienced it multiple different times. Level five, I'm calling it the gold standard. Level five is the gold standard. And this is how you should um, be what I call a scientific skeptic, Okay. Um, especially if you're listening to a show called Modern Biotech Radio, you're probably very interested in the, in the biotech space. You're probably uh, very interested um, in the sort of advances we're going to make. We're going to be making uh, as far as biotechnology is concerned. Uh, there's going to be a lot of claims out there. And uh, in my opinion, most of the claims are backed up uh, because most people are actually respectable in the scientific space. Um, but, very strong but, their claims are mostly going to be, uh, you're going to hear a lot of people say, uh, we have evidence to suggest that uh, blank can improve blank, right? So, for example, we have evidence to suggest that stem cell exosomes uh, actually suppress tumors. So, you think about that and you're like, okay, that's great. What does that actually mean, right? Uh, that's that's when you can go deep into the clinical tr in the, the clinical studies. And this this episode is not about that. This is for, you know, this is, this is trying to make it as simple as possible for you uh, to understand things. This is like a philosophy of um, <laughs> proof and evidence, right? So level five, I call the gold standard. You can go, you can go deep on this one. Uh, I won't go deep on this one uh, here, uh, but level five is a scientific study where results were repeated in a controlled setting, right? I call this a gold standard. Now, what does that actually mean? There's a white paper. There was a clinical trial. There was a scientific study that, that used, that had a hypothesis and they were able to either, uh, preferably prove, I mean, we're talking about proof right now. They were, they were able to prove their hypothesis either in a limited or a full way using the scientific method. They had a hypothesis, they tested it, and they were able to prove it uh, in a controlled, repeated setting, right? So, for example, uh, let's say uh, there was a new clinical study that came out talking about um, alligators can fly, or it was crocodiles, talking about how crocodiles can fly, right? And you read the paper, the hypothesis was, uh, we've noticed many reports of people saying that Crocodiles can fly. That was that second party. Um, we wanted to test this ourselves. So we went into a population of crocodiles and we viewed them for about three months and we saw about 3% of them actually can fly. So uh, based on that, we think it's a new genome and we think it's a new type of crocodile, right? So um, that is a scientific study. And uh, most scientific, you should, you should look into the merits of the study. Most scientific studies are pretty meritable. 
Um, it's very hard to scam a, a study. It's very hard to fake a study. <laughs> very hard. So, um, yeah, I, I call that the gold standard. Now, of course, some studies are better than others. Um, you can look more into that. I actually have a diagram in front of me. Let me pull it up. The EBM pyramid. Um, okay, they call it the EBM pyramid. Um, so if you want to go deep into the level five, the gold standard, there's different types of quality of, of scientific evidence. There's uh, the, the quality of the white paper, the quality of the clinical trial um, kind of depends on you know what you're actually reading. So if you want to go deep into that, look up the EBM pyramid and you can go ahead and teach yourself that. But uh, yeah, that's the five different levels of proof. Um, I was really, really, really wanting to show this because... Uh, again, you know, the people with the coronavirus making claims, no scientific evidence to back it up really infuriated me. Um, so just, just to uh, sort of wrap up that story, the difference between viruses and exosomes in case uh, you were wondering is um, they're both very small. They're both uh, about 100 nanometers across. Very, very, very small. Um, and the main difference between basically how a virus works is uh, it's a little it's a little bubble of RNA, basically. Uh, it's surrounded by a lipid layer and it goes and it connects to a cell and then it injects its RNA into the cell and very bad stuff happens. The way that I like to explain it is it's like a, imagine you found a USB stick on the ground randomly and you just decided to plug it into your computer and that USB stick happens to be full of malware. And so it injects bad code into your computer and basically makes it blow up. So... <laughs> Uh, and then create more USBs that go infect more computers. That's basically how a virus works. It's like a USB stick that's full of malware, full of bad code. You plug it into your computer, bad stuff happens, right? Well, an exosome is essentially the same thing. It's a USB with RNA in it, right? It's a USB with code in it, and you plug it in your computer, and then it injects the code into the computer. Now, that code, what it's, what's actually in that code depends on the source of the cell that the exosome came from. Because cells, the way that exosomes work is um, uh, cells send exosomes to other cells. It's like it's like email, right? It's like a USB stick. Um, the way that we use it in our clinic is we use stem cell exosomes. So how stem cell exosomes work uh, is they can actually remodel the environment around them. So for example, um, you have a stem cell, it sends its exosome, which is like a USB stick. Now imagine that USB stick um, is like the best software update you could ever give your computer. So you plug that USB stick into your computer and it makes your computer work a hundred times as fast and it reverts it back to day zero when it was just super fast, no viruses, full-on software update. That's how, kind of how we describe the difference between stem cell exosomes and viruses, right? Viruses, uh, it's malware, it's very bad, you plug it in your computer, it blows up. Stem cell exosomes, it's very good, you plug it in your computer and it uh, basically reverts the computer back to day zero when it works uh, completely, it's completely functional, it's 100 times as fast, there's no viruses, no, there's nothing like pulling it down, right? So that's how we describe the difference between stem cell exosomes and viruses. Again, there's, there's different types of exosomes. So uh, you can have, for example, cancer cells emit exosomes right? Uh, tumorous exosomes, right? And they have very, very, very bad uh, RNA inside of them, right? But they're very different, right? So you can't say that all exosomes are bad. You can't say that all exosomes are good. That's like saying all, all cells in your body are good, right? That's, you can have cancer cells in your body too, right? That's, it's just not true, right? You have to look at the type of cell, what it does, uh, and that's how you can determine uh, most likely what the exosome actually does. Now, again, if you want to look more into this, go into uh, what I call level five evidence, look into the proof, just Google studies on exosomes for blah, right? Joint pain, sexual performance, um, stroke, Alzheimer's, lung repair, uh, cancer, right? 
So uh, just be careful about looking up exosomes for cancer because a lot of studies out there are just talking about cancer exosomes, which again is different from stem cell exosomes treating cancer, right? Uh, there are uh, white papers. Uh, actually, I won't go into that <laughs> on this. That's for another topic. Anyway, um, so yeah, those are the five different levels of evidence. If you want to go deep, look up the, the uh, gosh, what was the name of it? The EBM pyramid. That's right, the EBM pyramid. Go ahead and Google EBM pyramid. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, those are different types of uh, different types of evidence. Uh, I encourage you to go out into the world. The next time you see a coronavirus claim, think about okay, what actual evidence is there? Um, okay, some guy is telling you that colloidal silver uh, can treat coronavirus. Um, okay, so you look you look into okay, now what kind of evidence does he have? Is there any evidence supporting this? Okay, and then, of course, you have to look into the quality of the scientific evidence of the level five, right? Which we'll go deeper into on another episode. But um, yeah, the next time someone uh, tells you a coronavirus claim, ask to see a white paper. Ask to see the clinical evidence uh, to back it up. Otherwise, just don't believe him. That's it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Take care. You and I are slowly dying as we age, but that's common knowledge. What isn't common knowledge is that you can actually reverse the damage that aging has done to you. We develop joint pain, hair loss, lung problems, but many of our patients have actually reversed these problems using the latest breakthroughs in biotechnology. If you'd like to know what biotech we're using on ourselves, our families, and our patients, and how you can use it to transform your body and change your life, just go to modernbiotechradio.com. Now, you might be thinking, does this stuff actually work? Well, it does not work for everybody. So if you'd like to learn if this could work for you, just go to modernbiotechradio.com. You might also be thinking, if this works so well, why hasn't my doctor told me about it? That's a good question, and the answer is a bit complicated. Maybe they're too busy helping patients to keep up with the newest clinical studies and advances in medicine and biotech. Or maybe they just haven't started doing it yet, but want to. Back in the day, we didn't know about these advances, But once we learned about them, we read the clinical studies and started doing it in our own practice. Once our patients started getting results, unlike anything we've ever seen before, we never looked back. So if you'd like to learn the latest advances in biotechnology and how you can use it to reverse aging and feel young again, just go to modernbiotechradio.com. You can learn all about these advances and even join our private community full of others that love biotech. Oh, yeah, this is completely free. No strings attached. All you have to do is just go to modernbiotechradio.com. I'll see you there.